Hello and welcome to The Road to Net Zero, a podcast from the Advanced Propulsion Centre. My name is Clem Silverman and the APC is well known for its role in deploying UK government grant funding for research and development and scale-up. But we at the APC are not just about funding, we're just as much about the connections and collaborations we foster to really add value. One such example is the success story of an SME from Belfast. Ionic Technologies, a 2014 spin-out company from Queen's University Belfast, formerly known as Seren Technologies, has developed new techniques to recycle permanent magnets using a revolutionary process. It has received support through our Technology Developer Accelerator Program and Scale-Up Readiness Validation Competition. Energy and Transport Journalist David James visited Belfast and met with Managing Director Thomas Kelly to explain where this company sits in the automotive supply chain and what the potential benefits from recycling magnets could be. With the help of the Advanced Propulsion Centre, a company in Belfast has developed an innovative method of recycling permanent magnets to recover the individual rare earth oxides. So why is that important? Well, permanent magnets and rare earths are absolutely essential for the manufacture of a wide range of low-carbon technologies, like wind turbines and electric vehicles. No rare earths means no net zero. And right now, the UK is entirely dependent on imports of permanent magnets and rare earths because we don't have our own supply chain. We went along to Ionic Technologies in Belfast to meet their managing director, Thomas Kelly, to find out how they are creating a new supply of rare earth oxides recovered from end-of-life magnets. So, Thomas, tell us about Ionic Technologies. So Ionic Technologies is a company that is able to utilise spent magnet material, recycle it and separate the rare earth oxides into their individual state from within that material, which is really useful because rare earths are an essential critical mineral for things like electric vehicles, wind turbines and other high technology industries. Ionic Technologies itself span out from Queen's University in 2014 and since then it's been growing a bank of intellectual property and experimentation to better understand how the separation processes work. In April 2022, the company was purchased by the Ionic Rare Earths Group, which is an Australian company focused on, on rare earth and rare earth supply chain growth. And as recently as September, October of 2022, the business was still operating out of Queen's University. However, we've now moved to a custom-built facility in Harbour Estate in Belfast, which includes a demonstration plant, which has been part-funded by the SURV grant from the APC. I know very little about rare earths, other than we need them for things like wind turbines, magnets, some sort of defence and communication technologies, but what are they? Give me, give me a little bit more background on, on what we're talking about here. So the rare earth elements are a group of 17 elements within the periodic table. They're typically found out, uh, obviously, around the world in deposits. They're notoriously difficult to extract and separate, but they're incredibly useful for lots of different applications, but particularly in terms of the uh, EV wind sector, permanent magnets form an essential part of these, these pieces of equipment and rare earths are typically found within those magnets. So uh, there's a real reliance on this material in terms of the, in terms of the net zero revolution. And so that's why they're so important. But what we found is that the supply chain 
in Europe, UK, US is reliant on material from China. And so there's a real drive towards developing domestic supply chains for this material so that all these things that we want, all the uh, high technology equipment that we need, all the renewable energy equipment that we need, that this, this material can be sourced locally and supply chains can be developed locally as well. So I guess it's about developing a, a circular economy because we're going to have lots of wind turbines, we're going to have lots of permanent magnets in cars and, and other devices, and we want to get as much of that back again. Before your process, how were people recycling permanent magnets? So the recycling of permanent magnets isn't new. It's been around for decades, in fact. However, typical processes rely on physical process in order to separate uh, magnets into a ground material. And this can then be used to produce a, a magnet, which is broadly reflective of the, of the magnet that was recycled in terms of quality and composition. However, what our technology is that's different is it involves a chemical separation. So we're able to physically extract the individual rare earths into their oxide state, which allows for the production of, of much more high specification permanent magnets because we use high specification rare earths. So it is slightly different. And the other distinguishing feature, I guess, is that our process is 100% recycled material produced. So there isn't a reliance, for example, on, on new material, primary source material, in order to increase specification, which is quite common in recycling industries. So all the material that we produce from our process is 100% recycled. In addition, conventional technology is reliant on quite a steady, stable feedstock. Our process is agnostic and will take varying quality of, of end-of-life magnets and we can extract the rare earths into their, their oxide state. And we can also achieve a purity which is, which is very high. You know, most, most recent production run allowed us to achieve up to 99.8% purity on individual separated oxides. Now this is all a really big deal, isn't it? Because minerals, particularly critical minerals and rare earths, I guess, being within that, has gone from the dusty corners of academic and, and high-tech industry that hasn't been on people's radars. And it's now almost top of number 10 Downing Street and even the White House's agenda, European Union. It's a big deal. Just give us a sense of how big a deal this is. I know you've talked about the, the technology, but this is, this is huge. Depending on which estimates you use, it's expected that the rare earth market will double between 2021 and 2030. And what's driving that is the demand for electric vehicles, wind turbines, the latest generation of heating, ventilation and air conditioning equipment relies on rare earths for their construction. And obviously you mentioned their defence as well. So obviously this is absolutely essential because some of the highest technology equipment that defence users have relies on rare earth material for their construction. So there's a real geopolitical sensitivity around the accessibility of this material and the, the demand for it, the drive for it. And it really does bring to light why our technology is so useful, because what we offer is a means to recycle existing material to produce the high specification rare earths. So the material is obviously already here. It's in, embedded in things like electric vehicles and wind turbines. We can then take that material and, and recycle it to produce the high specification rare earth oxides, which will enable us to create the next generation of, uh, of EVs and wind turbines. So there's a massive, massive focus on critical minerals generally at the moment, and it's been a real focus of a lot of uh, political activity, as you say. Well, how that translates in terms of what we're doing, it just we're seeing a great deal of interest from UK, EU government in terms of 
rare earth supply chain and the role that we can play in that. But basically, there's a real demand for this material, which is in some cases outstripping the supply already. But by 2030, we expect that the, the, the value of the, of the sector will be something in the region of $15 billion globally. We should come back to the business case in a, in a little bit, but just talk about your process. Just give us as much detail as you can for a non-technical audience. Just explain how that whole process works. You, so you start with a, a permanent magnet from a motor, then what? It could be quite hard to conceptually picture what a magnet actually looks like because you know we, we have a, a vision in our head of what we think a magnet looks like, but they come in all different shapes and sizes depending on the application. But with our process, we're, we're relatively flexible at the front end. So we take them in and perform a physical process to break the magnet down into small parts. And we, we're basically able to take that, digest it, and separate out base metals. We then perform a series of extraction processes on it to individually separate the rare earth elements into their oxide state before we calcine it and prepare it for sale. So it's in, its, in itself is quite an elegant process. There's lots of different stages within that. And what it does do is it, it enables us to produce something that's in such high demand, something uh, uh, that industry is telling us it wants. And what we're, we're looking to do then obviously is to, to scale that further and expand our IP and expand our knowledge base and then expand our capability as well. So I guess a business, it's all about the business case at the end of the day. Can you do this at a price that makes it cost effective? Obviously the cost of the raw rare earths is going up. So the business case going forward looks better, but starting any new technology takes a lot of cash, a lot of time how, how does that look like that the, your business case as a, as a company so we're still learning in terms of what value we represent but what we're hearing from the supply chain is there's a real value placed around the domestic supply the recycled nature of the material and then of course the quality and the traceability so obviously these things come with a cost and uh, there is a value behind them so we're working with supply chain to better understand exactly what that is. But what they're telling us is there's a real demand for this recycled material and there's a real demand for the, the reliable supply from within Europe, basically. So in terms of the cost of rare earths, so the cost of the magnets that we bring in, that's obviously something that we're continually monitoring. There's lots of variability in terms of quality and cost. What we're doing is expanding our capability to, to bring that material in and see what the cost associated with processing it is. But what we are finding is that the value of the product we produce is, is pretty dependable in terms of in terms of demand. And we're, we're hearing from supply chain that they're willing to pay a premium for recycled material. However, the business case is stacking, stacking up even beyond that compared to reference prices. So from our perspective, what we're looking at developing more in our demonstration plant where we are today is better understanding our process, how we can optimize it, how we can do it better, and it's, it's, it is stacking up for a commercial plan. So that's the next stage of our growth. Now, obviously, it takes a lot of money to go from a university piece of research to initial concept demonstrator to production to industry. You've been supported by the Advanced Propulsion Centre, which uses government money to support companies within the automotive sector. And I guess you're providing magnets for electric vehicles eventually. Just talk about the support you've had from the Advanced Propulsion Centre and how important it's been for your development as a company. 
Yeah, so Ionic Technologies has been fortunate enough to receive £1.72 million from the Scale-Up Readiness Validation Competition within APC. What that's enabled us to do is to grow from where we were previously, which is at pilot scale, to where we are standing now in a demonstration scale plant. So what that means is going from uh, relatively small volumes of product produced to where we are standing now, a plant capable of producing around 10 tonnes per annum, bringing in around 30 tonnes per annum of, of end-of-life magnets. So it's enabled us to scale our process up to a, a level where we're using pieces of equipment that a commercial plant would use as well. It's enabled us to grow our team, so we now have much more skill and capability within the business. And it's enabled us to bring in a lot of understanding, a lot of intellectual property, a lot of know-how with respect to how a plant like this needs to come together. It's also enabled us to bring in materials that we need in order to do what we do. And it's basically enabled the business to go from relatively small scale up to a point now where we have demonstration scale plant, which is attracting a lot of attention in terms of local stakeholders, UK stakeholders, European stakeholders and, uh, and beyond. The company obviously has match funded the, the, the grant. So that total amount has enabled us to progress the business, but we've done so much more than just build the plant. We've also, as I said, grown our team and we've expanded our knowledge capability, we're expanding our IP, and we're able to do a lot more commercially as well, uh, which has enabled us to understand our supply chain better. So a fantastic thing that's happened to Ionic Technologies is you've got direct foreign investment from Ionic Rare Earths. Tell, tell us about that. So the parent company is Ionic Rare Earths. They are an Australian listed business and they have a strategic mine located in Uganda, which the company is looking to extract from in the coming years. The company saw real opportunity in Ionic Technologies uh, because we have great accessibility here to markets in UK and Europe. And the recycling business enables obviously the, the access to supply chain to be rapid. You know, we can, we can deploy our technology very quickly, whereas obviously a mine takes a number of years to go through the various stages of development to get material into supply chain. So the company saw an opportunity in our business, not only because of our support from UK government, which was, which was in a, quite an embryonic stage at that point, but also the access to skills and talent, but critically the, the access to supply chain as well. So they, they obviously are very aware of the need for rare earth material and the, the shortfall in supply in Europe and saw an opportunity with our company to invest in a business that can get to those uh, users of our product quickly and supply them quickly and then obviously uh, use that as an opportunity to grow the, the the parent company in the future you know as the demand for that material increases as we expect it to by 2030. Actually just going back a little bit to the APC they obviously provide financial support but it's quite often much more than that isn't it what what other benefits have there been with working with the APC? So the APC have been fantastic in terms of obviously the funding, as you say, but also in terms of the, the sort of onward support. So they've introduced us to a number of colleagues in various different strands of UK government and uh, within Innovate UK for additional support and where there's, there's further financial support that we can get, but also in terms of getting our voice heard as a, as a sort of fledgling industry within rare earths in the UK. But in addition to that, during the course of the, the, the grant funding, there's a, there's a very well-structured program in terms of monitoring. But what it does for us is it prompts us to consider every quarter how we're sticking to our plan for growth. So 
we stipulated that at the start of the, the funding, at the you know, first receipt of the funding. And then the guys from the APC will, will take us back to that and we'll review it and see how things are changing and see how uh, we're sticking to our plan. And then any changes that are happening that, you know, why we're doing them and, and how it's helping. But beyond that also, they're able to provide lots of guidance, particularly with respect to uh, supply chain and, uh, and UK government support uh, along the journey. What are the key messages you would like to get out into the world? Who do you want to reach and what, and what do you want to say to them? So what we want to make clear is that what we do here at Ionic Technologies is new, it's different. So whilst magnet recycling has been around for a long time, what we do is different because our process will take any sort of permanent magnet in for recycling. We will produce a, a product in terms of rare earth oxide that is 100% recycled in origin. And in addition to that, because we're able to track where the materials come from that we recycle, we're able to offer a level of quality and traceability that hasn't existed before. And what we're able to do with the process that we have, which is the, you know, the intelligence that we have in terms, of, in terms of our business, our people, our processes, we're able to produce a product then that's of, of very high quality, which is in demand for supply chain. So that's new for recycling. So we're in a very good position in terms of what we can do. And what we now want to do is, is grow our business. So we want to provide into supply chain at a, at a level that can, that can actually start to help with the growth of EV uh, sector, wind sector, particularly here in the UK, but also also beyond. So our next stage of growth is, uh, is to look at that commercial facility and we're, we're looking at Belfast as a, as a location for that. The Belfast uh, as a location is, is fantastic for us because obviously we have access to lots of great people, skills and capability here is, is fantastic. But also Belfast Harbour has excellent infrastructure for the, the wind sector, the offshore wind sector. So there's a, a real growth industry here for the commissioning and then decommissioning of, of wind turbines and coherent businesses for that activity are essential for, for the growth and success of it. So we're in the right place and we're getting the right external uh, stakeholder support and we've got the right people. So it's a real, it's a real good news story and we're, we're really happy with the way we're growing here. How does it feel on a personal level to be involved in something like this? It's an amazing project and to be able to directly influence something that is so important to the, the, the green revolution, the net zero ambitions of the, of the UK and the world is phenomenal. And what we do here is very special in that sense. So it's fantastic as well to, to sort of see the level of support a business like ours can attract. Uh, not just the, the financial support, but also the government support, the, the sort of geopolitical um, benefit that we provide. We're, we're seeing uh, you know, how, exactly how much help we can provide or how much influence we can have. And it's been fantastic to see as well how quickly we can progress the technology. I mean, this plant's been delivered past commissioning phase. We've, we've done that in the space of about seven months. So it's been rapid, very quick and to be able to contribute so much and deliver so much in such little time is a great credit to the people that work here, but also the support that we've received along the way. And yeah, it's a fantastic journey that we've been on so far. And it's really exciting to see just how we can help the, the UK and the world meet its net zero ambitions from what we're doing here. Anything else you'd like to say? Just a, a thank you to APC for, for everything that we've received so far and all the support we've received along the way. Um, without the support of the APC, 
what we've achieved here so quickly would not have been would not have been possible in the sort of time frame we've seen it and we look forward to, to working with the APC in the future thank you there must be I mean it's a very exciting time for you fantastic yeah really exciting for for the team uh, really exciting for the business and it's also really exciting for Belfast as well as I said we get so much local stakeholder engagement we've had lots of different visitors to the plant already and they're really excited to see what they can do to, to help us on the journey and also to see you know the, if we can contribute towards creating a center for advanced manufacturing in Belfast which is one of the key objectives of the of the local government here Thomas thank you for your time thank you very much thanks for listening to this episode of the road to net zero visit our website to read the full story on ionic technologies including its latest project with ford less common metals and british geological survey to potentially supply recycled material for new ford electric vehicles